This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. Bill is uh, allegedly working. Sue is unable to host this episode. So you've got me, Mark Sandell, Jim Grant. Good evening. And Mark Gower. Hello. To talk through uh, the defeat at Wolves, probable defeat at Manchester City, hopefully at least a point against Vienna. And uh, we'll also have a little chat about who we've been linked with and who we might be bringing in because we've got a heck of a lot of fixtures coming up over in the next uh, in the next month. Um, and Jim, by the way, you obviously you know feel way better than I do. He's de- genuinely working. He's not just got cheesed off because we finally lost, is he? <laughs> no, he is genuinely working. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, got. He's got a regular gig, uh, evening gig. So uh, it's proving a little bit difficult for him to uh, to host these days. But uh, a bit like international. It's a bit like yeah. he's going on international duty, isn't it? it is. We it's did it. the pre-season pod. He yeah. was off having his international break. That's it. And uh, like... I tend to drop him when he's not here. I get allowed yeah. to slip him. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's this podcasting equivalent of the African Cup of Nations. Although <laughs> it has nothing to do with Africa or football, the gig, I think. Excellent. Well, we uh, West Ham lost their first game in eight or seven in all competitions on Saturday at Molyneux. Yeah. Uh, Jim and Mark, you were both there. Talk us Yes. Through. Oh, wow. Um, disappointing, not just the result, but... Um, you know, substantial amounts of the performance, I would say. Um, and and you couldn't, you didn't see it coming because we, for, for a quarter of an hour, maybe 20 minutes, we were bright, you know, um, picking up where we've left off, really. Looked confident, moved the ball around, created not not many clear-cut chances, but but a, but a fair degree of um, of pressure. And it looked, ah, oh, you just thought, oh, yeah. And then almost sort of... Uh, Without kind of warning, really, uh, Wolves just took over. Um, we struggled to at a long period of, of, of possession where we struggled to get the ball without creating too much. Um, so you kind of assumed that at half time, you know, there was going to be some, you know, Moyes was going to sort it out and there was going to be some kind of, 
um, sort of rearrangement or, or, or we were going to up it. But actually, you know, the second half started the, 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 the way the first half had ended. And it felt like when they scored, it felt we were just like waiting. It was one of those games where you yeah. figured, well, we're just waiting for them to score, really. I don't know how you felt, Mark. But... Oh, I totally agree. Because we, we started off really lively. I thought Bowen looked great in that first 15, 20 minutes. He really he looked fast. He was at them. And I, I just thought, here we go. And then exactly as you said, they took control. I thought Neves just controlled. Yeah, he did. He ran it. That part. Yeah. He just controlled everything. I, I watched it again when I got into Match of the Day and they didn't even really mention him. And I thought he ran. He ran that midfield. And like you, I thought going in at half time, I thought we couldn't come out any worse. And it was, it was exactly the same. And then I was quite pleased because Neves got a yellow card. Yeah. I thought, well, maybe that might start to take take him out of it a little bit, but it didn't. But then I still that on that I still had that hope when we go one nil down. Yeah. Still, there's still that hope that we've had this season that we're always going to turn around. Even when I was looking at the clock and we had that bit of pressure at the end. Well, I'm sorry, we'll talk about Moyes' changes, which some some of them yeah. for me were a little bit sort of mystify him. But I've got to the point now with these changes that he must know. He's got so much he's got so much money in the bank for me. He must see something. And because he moved Jarmalenko in, took Bowen off, which I'm, I'm not sure I would have done that. But then he brought in Jarmalenko. Then Jarmalenko seemed to play through the middle at one point and he put um, Antonio on the wide, uh, wide right. So I didn't quite sort of get that. But all the time, I still thought, and there was a little bit at the end where we had, was it five or ten minutes? There was a bit of pressure where I thought, yeah. I said to Molly, my um, youngest daughter, um, we're going to we'll get a draw here. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't without hope that we would nick a slightly undeserving mm. point, you know, and we had... Second half, we had a few, you know, again, more half chances than really clear-cut ones. Um, but I just felt it was... Uh, I mean, Wolves are quite a good side. They, were, they, they yeah. reminded us. They've got good players. And this six um, now was a result of that result, you know. Sorry? They, they're now sixth, aren't they? They're in the, they've they've yeah, had a really I mean, good, they, strong they, run. It's not like yeah. we've lost to, you know, well, I was going to say Norwich. It's not like we've lost to Newcastle. no. No, exactly. They're, they're, they're a decent side. But I felt, I mean, I'm not a great kind of, you know, I'm not a, a you know, a, a tactical analyst, but it felt that they outthought us, that they, that they, that their game plan seemed to work. They, I felt they, they seemed to get through um, our midfield very, very easily. Um, our pressing didn't seem as intense or as kind of, um, uh, as tight and organised as it has been uh, in previous games, and they seem to play through it very, very easy. I mean, there were one or two times when kind of Rice had a, as is so often the case, had a better second half. I thought he was yeah. quiet first half. He had a much better second half, and there were a couple of times when he was kind of he kind of uh, you know charged into the into the press in in, in their defensive third and kind of looked round, and there weren't people going with him. It had that. Slight feel as though um, uh, it wasn't just kind of clicking both off the ball and 
on the ball. We gave the ball away more times in that game than you know I think we have in half a dozen yeah. uh, leading up to yeah, it. Yeah, we didn't and, look after it at all, did we? Yeah, no, no, it was really disappointing. And a couple of players just seemed to be off it, whether they were a bit kind of leggy or jet lagged or, you know, Fornaus didn't have a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Suchek looked, you know, was a bit was a bit off it. Um, you on, know, on, so on, this, was, on that subject, Jim, you know, you, yeah. the, you leggy, you use the word leggy. It seems to me that the the sort of hammers facing press afterwards were very much of that view. We just we it's a bad day at the office. We we chalk it up. We're 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 just we're just knackered. You know, we're just with they're all just a bit tired. Antonio's suddenly discovered an international career that takes him to the other side of the world at the age of 31, and it's going to happen. The less hammers facing press seem to suggest that there may have been an element of complacency. Do you think either of those has any truth in them? Um, it's so difficult to tell, isn't it? You, it's so difficult to tell. I, I, I would say, um, one way or another, we weren't at it in the way that we have been for most of the season. You'd like to feel that this is not a side that is going to succumb to complacency, to ever feel that they're going to just turn up. You, you like to feel also Nolan and Pierce and Moyes between them are never exactly going to let them right. think yeah. that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it was, I think we were outplayed by. Yeah a good side who just seemed to get everything, their tactics right. They were lively up front. Um, and uh, Jimenez is a canny player. Reminds me of a of a sort of Teddy Sheringham type player. He's a really good footballer. His movement, he, he always seems to receive the ball in space. Great finish for their for their goal, to, to be honest. Um, you know he's 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 a difficult opponent, and they 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 they're just kind of you know lively and pacey and keep the ball well. But um, yeah, yeah I agree. I don't think it is complacency because, as Jim was saying, that background uh, background uh, staff just I can't imagine them allowing that to happen. I just think we are missing. I know we, we're going to be talking about transfers uh, probably at the end. But last year when we beat them 3-2, Lingard, I think that, that difference of having someone like Lingard that can just make, open up something, that's what we're missing. So I think we are leggy and we're just missing that sort of extra sort of specialness that works along, like bringing on Yarmolenko, working alongside Antonio, I don't think it's ever going to work. But having someone that can just unlock a defence like Lingard can, I think that would make... That's, uh, a, re- that's a really good point, Mark. If you, uh, yeah. Statistically, we have not scored from the bench this season. This time last season, we got, we'd, had two, we'd had two off the bench. And when you yeah. look at that bench and think when we need to turn the game in our favour as opposed to seeing a game out, Lanzini is probably the only one at the moment who you would think, yep, he could change something. Yeah. I I I, um, I like Leon Lanzini this season, and I thought he came on and did well actually. Um, and I was saying um, in, a, in a couple of chats in the pub in the before the game that I feel somehow he needs to get more more game time. He needs to. We're going to need to to for him to start a few games, particularly in games where we're going to have. Um, and we've probably talked about this before, when we're going to have more of the ball and uh, are going to need to unpick teams. You know, he's 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 uh, he keeps the ball well, he looks after it, he picks a pass well. And I, I like him in that 
slightly deeper role he tends to play when he when he comes on now. And so he plays slightly deeper and they push Suchek a bit further forward in the second half. And and to be fair, you know, Wolves sat sat back a little bit on their on their lead. Um and, and that that is what led us to think, you know, maybe we maybe we can kind of kind of nick something. I mean it's interesting you say about Lingard, you know, who was part of a counter very much at the time we were very much a counter attacking team. Um, we started this game on the front foot, mm. um, and I wonder whether, actually, against a, a Wolves at their place, whether or not we might have been a bit more cautious and 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 kept it a bit tighter and 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 looked to hit them on the break more. Um, perhaps that's that's what was tactically kind of kind of different. It was a bit toe to toe with them, really. Yeah. Um, Wolves, Wolves uh, came into the game. In good form, didn't they? They, they yeah, were yeah, in really good yeah. form. So it was always going to be a really, a really tough game. But it was still one game that I thought would win. If you were to think, right, okay, mm-hmm. we lost, say we lost against Liverpool, but beat Wolves, you'd sort of think, okay, okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'm all right with that. I'm quite yeah. happy. As long as but it wasn't something against gone The other way around, yeah. I'm sort of, oh, yes, yeah. It, it, it's a, it was an opportunity missed um, because you felt if we if we if we'd have got three points in that game, you know there there would be quite a substantial gap between us and the, the Arsenal's yeah. of the, and the Leicesters of this world, and you'd think well you know one way or another we you know we can scrap and stay around the kind of top four with the fixtures coming up. Yeah. Um, not just not just the, the 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 quality of some of the opposition you got you know you, you know you've got. Um, City, Chelsea, Arsenal away, yep. Brighton, bit of a bogey team. You know, we've got, we've got a tough little run of yeah. things, but also the fact that they are coming so intensely one after the other with cup games and Europe games in between them. Yep. Um, you could easily see us slipping out of that, out of that mm-hmm. top, top four, five, six, maybe even, you yeah. know, come, come Thank- Christmas. Thankfully, even if we lose to Man City... We cannot be outside the top four unless Arsenal win nine nil or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that, yeah, that. We've got another week to enjoy it. Another week, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you, are, you are right. If if we're seriously trying to mount a Champions League campaign, every game. I think I read this. Was it the H list? Every game's almost a must win, especially when you do say you see right down to say Leicester um, on fifteen points. So yeah, you've got Arsenal, uh, Wolves, Spurs, Man U, Brighton, Palace, Everton, Leicester. It's going to be tough. Of course it is. I think so. I mean, I think what's going to happen, I think as the season starts to shape up, what's going to happen is that the the, the Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea are just going to be off and away on their own in a three-way title battle. I don't think anyone's going to get near them. I think they'll be... yeah. Double figures points probably clear of fourth this season, um, but then it's a real full on scrap for mm-hmm. for that for that fourth place, isn't it? And I think we are we are in that. We're certainly in oh. it at the moment, and I think we're likely to still be in it around the halfway point because we will pick up some points, I'm sure. Um, and you know, we'll just see it, see how it goes. Because mm. um, I did I, feel I, after the Liverpool game. I couldn't see a side that uh, was b- in that fourth place that was below us at that time. We, I've come down with a bit of a bump now. Wolves, that <laughs> who who were 
actually better than us. So I was actually vocalising this, which I probably shouldn't have. Who was actually better? And actually now it's getting it's, it's a lot tighter. I'm not as confident. No, but we, we, no. we discussed this a few weeks ago, didn't we? That we, we sort of we sort of feel we're only. There's still that lurking feeling that we're only a game away from being the old West Ham, and then if you and if you'd said uh, you know, and I know that's nonsense, and you know, but this is this team is made of far sterner stuff, but you would say we beat Liverpool in a glorious. Then we have a we have a break, and then we go and lose lose at Wolves. You know, there is I know it's not quite the old West Ham, but it's you know you're right. The other way round would have gone. Yeah, that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, narrow yeah. defeat to Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think probably, you know, it's, it, let's hope it's a blip. Um, we were below par. They were good. Um, we lost by one goal, you know. Um, and so it wasn't it wasn't the old West Ham that would have gone away and sort of yeah. got completely turned over by someone. Uh, yeah, you know, four yeah. nil unexpectedly. Right. It was. It was a game where we weren't quite at it. We didn't. It didn't click for us. One, you know, with the ball or without. Um, uh, and I think, yeah, just have just got to pick themselves up and go again. I think in those circumstances, sometimes it's good that the games come thick and yeah. fast because they've got to. They've just got to, you know, get and and they will raise their games again. A game against those um, mm. those better teams anyway. But and I'm sure we're going to move on to talk about it. Um, it does bring back the. The, the whole spectre of the of the of the relative thinness of the squad. I agree. And the fact that, you know, um we are as as ever just a few key injuries away to away from, you know, probably probably, you know, falling falling away completely. So Antonio wasn't at it. Um didn't have his didn't have his didn't have his greatest game. Um it feels that we have to get a striker in. I, I, oh, somewhere yeah. down the line, someone who can play mm-hmm. is going to come in and rotate with him, mm-hmm. or sometimes he'll possibly play with him in a different in a different mm-hmm. formation. But because um, I think that was made last time when we brought in Lingard, although he wasn't a forward, he was an attacking midfielder that scored goals. But yeah. I do think there was some good performances. Fabianski. Yeah. I was going to say about Fabianski. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's really recovered his form a little bit this last, you know, month or two, hasn't he, Fabi- Fabianski? Oh, he was, he was um, great. Yeah. I thought, Cresswell, um, I thought Cresswell played well. Who's Who's been outstanding all season, Cresswell. Cresswell's very Mr. Reliable. I mean, I, I, in the, I thought um, Zuma and Dawson had a hard game. Their, their, mm. their front men made right. it difficult for them. I also feel that um, Johnson had his hands full with... Um, um, the is it the Korean fella? I can't I've forgotten his yeah, name. Wang. Uh, Wang. Um, who looked quick and decent, didn't he? Tidy yeah, without yeah. being, you know, devastating. Um, and I, 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 one thing I would say about Johnson, I think Johnson's been really good, and it's lovely to see the the academy players coming in. But he doesn't offer the marauding attacking side of the game that uh, uh, a Soufal on on yeah. form offers. So there's an interesting choice there. Soufal had lost a bit of form even before his injury, hadn't he, yeah, I thought. Um, Breed, but I, I'd, I'd like to think this has done him some good because he yes. just, he would, you know, he, he seemed to be the one who was still doing his training and his warm down, you know, two hours, you know, after the game was over. He just never seemed to stop. And I think yeah. this will probably be good for him. But you're right, we miss him as an attacking threat. 
I think so. Um, uh, you know, Johnson Johnson is solid and his height, it may, you know. And getting are, better all the time. I think so. I think he's good. But I, I, I wonder whether, you know, against, um, I think was it against, there was one game, no spirit, I think it was against Liverpool, where everything we created pretty much came down that left-hand side with Fornaus and Cresswell and virtually nothing on, on, on the right. Um, uh, Bowen, I mean, you mentioned him being sort of taken off and it was perhaps a little bit of a surprise that he didn't move into the middle and Antonio get get taken off. But I I, I think they they have to look after Bowen. Yeah. He's absolutely yeah. crucial. And yeah. I think also I I felt maybe maybe, you know, the all energy, every every game playing most games ninety minutes was beginning to catch up with four hours possibly mm. in on yeah. um you know, he those those two are so key to the way we function at the moment mm. as a unit, counter-attacking in transition, doing the defensive work in front of the full-backs. You know, um, uh, we need... I'm not sure Vlasic is, is quite ready to, to, to do mm. that role, but I think he's learning it, and I thought he, he did OK when he came on. What was interesting about seeing Bowen, because of where we are, where uh, the away fans are at uh, Molyneux, really close and to see to be at that sort of dugout level the pace and speed of him like normally mm. Mark where we sit we're quite high up so we sort of see the orchestra of the sort of game but the pace and energy the speed of Bowen is is fantastic and just yeah, to he's, appreciate, he's that, appreciate that it was actually one of the interesting things I felt about Molyneux it's quite nice so um me and my youngest, Molly, 15 year old, we're going now on a premiership tour. So we're, I'm entering every ballot. Uh, right. So we went to Everton. <laughs> and so Molly is a, maybe, uh, I'd sort of say surprisingly as a youngster, but is a, was a big fan of Upton Park and isn't so much of the London Stadium. So she's really, she loved going to Everton because yes. uh, what's really nice, the way fans at Everton, you're packed in. And you can make a real noise and the rest of the ground was quiet. So she was really happy that I think the game before the Everton game was Brentford. And she wasn't happy that you could hear the Brentford fans at the London Stadium. But where I think they're quite clever at Wolves is they stick us right along. This is not, we're all in the lower tier. There's yeah. only 15 rows back and you go from the corner flag close to the, the corner to their south stand, which is safe standing. They've got this sort of safe standing. Yeah. They're loud. So they're all standing. They're constantly yeah. singing. And they spread us out all the way from the corner, those lower tier, all the way to the halfway line. And you can't get, you can't really get, I found, you can't get a song going. The, the fans no. aren't, it, no. it comes it's, like it's, a wave. Um... Yeah, from... it's very, very canny because it feels as though they've given over one of the better parts of their stadium in terms of yeah. the view to the, to the away fans. You've basically got the whole of one side lower tier. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, it breaks up that sort of sense of a kind of unit of, of the way. And uh, the West Ham away support is always quiet at Molyneux for, for, mm -hmm. for that reason. And they are, you're right, as a home support, they're good. They're I like Molyneux. I like Wolverhampton mm. uh, as, as an away game. Um, I, I quite I quite like their fans. I've always had nice chats with them afterwards. I think they're quite realistic. They're not like delusional 
Villa or, or Spurs fans, they, 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 they've got their heads screwed on. There's a, there's a tradition yeah. there. It's a football town. You know, yeah. you, I, 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 I've got a lot of time for it. I like, I, like, I like both the Black Country Clubs. I like West Brom for the same yeah. sort of reason. Good ground, good fans. You know, I like going there, really. And you're right about Everton. Everton is just, one, you know, almost the last of the truly old school grounds yeah, left, yeah. I'd say. Okay. Um, Let's. Uh, we're gonna. We'll put that down as a bad day at the office. We're going to look at uh, Europa League uh, action uh, after these messages. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Okay, Thursday night, Europa League. If we um, if we can yeah. survive these next, you know, effectively, if you can get the point or the three points that we need on Thursday, I think it might take three points if Zagreb win their game. Uh, we might need to get the three points. But the beauty of winning the group, of course, is that we are then not back in action until... March, which given all the stuff we've talked about, yes. the, the thinness of the squad, the you know, the speed of the matches and all that kind of thing, to not have to have that, and also could be psychologically a fantastic thing to look forward to. If you know that yeah. you're, you're right. I mean, Moyes was very realistic, but in the he said, We're not, of course, we're not in a title race, but we are in a race to try and get in the top four. And as you two have successfully identified, it's position for you know so that's that's really what we're, what we're pitching for so the idea of having that as a kind of pick me up around about march if it hasn't gone so well but also if you're flying at that time you'll take all the games that are going which leads to the question who does he play on thursday night yeah it's, a, it's an interesting one isn't it because uh pick a strong side get get the get the points um and you 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 know you can pretty much put out a reserve team against uh grab in the final game um, I don't know. I think he's got to hedge his bets. I think he's got to keep some people fresh for um, for, for City. Um, I think the fact that Rice didn't play um, over the international break, he and has got an incredible sort of level of fitness and energy. I think. I think. I think he probably will play Rice in both those games. Um, but yeah, maybe he needs to give Bowen a rest. Maybe he needs to give Fornals a rest. You know, I think Vlasic, maybe and Yarmolenko might start. Um, I, I thought of the of the three, having seen well, Genk were were much much better in that in that away game, weren't they? So you know, you never know that might follow a pattern. But you sense that Vienna were the weakest of those three teams yeah. that we've played. Yeah. We caught Zagreb cold, didn't we? I don't think they were expecting. Mm. I think they were complacent definitely that night and they just simply weren't expecting West Ham to come at them in the way they did. Um, 
but I think I think Vienna are are possibly not uh, not. They're just sat their manager. Uh, Vienna. Well, yeah, they're not on, they're not on a good run. Are they're they? struggling a bit. Yeah, so they, uh, they got beaten last week by Wolfsburg four one. Yeah, right. And then I think they've just beat the bottom club, and the bottom club had a player sent off. Um, right. last weekend and they just beat them 1-0 so they're not going through a great time of it you've so always, I think you've, if always been want... a, you've always been a big follower of the Austrian league haven't you <laughs> and, and, and at last it's it's come you know it's come to fruition isn't it you know this, this <laughs> there's this amazing thing right um, it's a game changer and it's the internet have you used it it's it's amazing <laughs> but uh, but I just I just think this is um, God. Do we just go and get our three points here, and then we've got those? So I I think he'll still play. He'll um, Nobles no Noble will get run out. I think he'll play yeah. a similar side that he has been playing in the uh, Europa League. Um, I, God, I'm tempted and. and there is the side of it. We've got Man City, so do, it, which I hope he doesn't do, right? Because I, I want us to, because I've got tickets for Man City as well. Our Premiership tour, I've got the ballot, so I'm going to Man City. Um, and so I hope we don't, he just thinks, go shit or bust with Vienna and get three points and whatever happens. And put, I wouldn't want to put a weaker side out against Man City. I'd like us to go for that as well. So... So what I'm basically saying, put out two strong sides. Yeah, I, th- I, I think he'll, I think he'll try and balance it against yeah, uh, in the same way as he has uh, up till now with um, in Vienna. I'm sure he'll put out the full, you know, pretty much the full strength team against City. Um, we've got to try and get something out of that game if, mm. if possible. Just, just you know, may, it may psychologically as much as anything else. If we can come in and and play like we did. I mean, it'll be backs to the wall and try and hit them on the break stuff, won't it? But we did pretty well against them in the two games last season in Man City, I thought. Um, and, uh, you know, the way they play at the moment, it, it's, you know, if you defend resolutely and you're organised and whatever, you can frustrate them and, and, you, and you know, you can get, get chances. We showed that in the Carabao Cup games, didn't we, really? Yeah. Where we had... You know, we had a. Uh, we came into that. Really came into that game. I thought does, as it went on. You know, does, does the Carabao have any kind of bearing? I mean, they, it was a pretty. They played a pretty strong side as well. I mean, on the one hand, you could say, well, it would. It shows we can go to use the phrase toe to toe with the very best teams in the in the league. On the other hand, it was the Carabao, and then going back the other way, it's the Carabao which they basically own. Yeah, you know, so you know, you'd like to think that psychologically it should make a bit of a difference. That we hang on, we've got, you know, of course we've got everything to fear here, but we don't play like that anymore. There's no De Bruyne either, is there? By all accounts, no. And he struggled this season, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, it's been weird. Um, yeah, I just think you know, I, I, I think the thing about playing playing Man City is that they will know that the Man City will, will have the ball. They'll allow them to have the ball in front of them. Uh, it'll be really, really tight, organised defensive, but you, and you've got a chop. We're a good counter-attacking side. So the game plan is clear. We'll, we'll look to try and get some set pieces and we, we'll, be, we'll be a threat in, the, uh, in their box from set pieces. You know, that, that, that's the game plan's good. I, I felt perhaps, you know, with going back to the walls, walls briefly, that's the kind of game now where our game plan isn't necessarily as clear 
you know, which, how are we going to, how are we going to play? Our team's going to let us have the ball. Are they, you know, it's, 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 it's a more interesting kind of proposition. And, and I, I just felt we've got kind of probably got that wrong. It'll be very clear cut against Man City. And, uh, You've always got a bit of a chance if, if if you can keep it tight. If you can stop them scoring early on, get them a bit frustrated. You never know. Are you are you? Do both of you back the decision? It seems to be that Dawson is now Zuma's partner. Even if Dawson has to move, he has to change slightly, change his position there. You know, because I think Diop has been outstanding in Europe. Yeah, he's been great. Yeah, I'm not sure about it actually. Yeah. I think Dawson. Um, is a very, very solid old school defender. He's very brave. He reads the game well. His positioning is excellent defensively and so really good defender. But he, I've, I've, I mean, he gave the wall ball away three or four times in quite dangerous positions against the walls. And I think he's got that error in him. He's got that big mm-hmm. ricket in him. Um, uh, you could probably say the same about Diop to an extent, but I think Diop is a slightly better ball-playing mm. centre-half than Dawson, perhaps. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think they're going to have to rotate on there because, yeah. you know, with the three of them, um, and I'm sure they'll be looking to bring one in in the window, I, I would have thought, at least on loan. Um, yeah, I think, we yeah. haven't got any domestic loans at the moment, have we? Uh No. So, so there's scope, there's room to bring a couple in. Yeah, yeah, if necessary. And he likes a loan, I think. Uh, yeah, which is and fair enough, I suppose, in January, which which kind of leads leads us to the next thing we were going to talk about, which is <laughs> how do we strengthen this squad? And uh, I went for a kind of resident uh, transfer expert, and when I say resident, he lives in the same house as me. <laughs> Um, and uh, it's uh, it's my son Ollie, whose middle name is Paolo, and uh, but basically he's never off social media working out who West Ham are going to be, hopefully going to get, and all that kind of thing. Um, centre back Ollie, welcome to Stop Hammer Time. I think both Jim and Mark. Yeah, no, um, right. And uh, who at the centre back position? What has been the where's where's the talk been? Well, there seems to be two sort of main candidates in. Tarkovsky uh, from Burnley and uh, Kalesikar at Lyon. And there, Tarkovsky's price is looking around 15 million and Kalesikar 17 million. Kalesikar turned us down uh, the January of last season and Tarkovsky also turned his nose up at us. In fact, hasn't Tarkovsky Ooh. turned us down twice, hasn't he? I think, hasn't yeah. he? I think we've, I mean, it's funny, we've talked about this, I know, on the podcast before, but mm. he, he, he comes up a lot, Tarkovsky, doesn't he? And yet he seems to sort of show no signs of actually wanting to play for us, unless he particularly likes claret and blue shirts. <laughs> Ollie, uh, did that come down to money? What was? Uh, did you, you ever dig deep and find reasons why? Tarkovsky, he he didn't right. want to come to us when um, when we were sort of looking at a, a sort of like relegation candidates. Yeah, I think that was it, wasn't it? At that time, it looked like a daft move. The first oh, there are there rumours that he doesn't want to move down south. Yeah, he's like a sort, he's like a sort of you know, Ian Pierce kind of not Ian Pierce, David Unsworth. Yeah, uh, not wanting right. to move. He's got a wife who doesn't want to doesn't want to leave the, the family home. Um, didn't David Unsworth say he wanted to go back up north and then went to Aston Villa? Didn't he? then he went to Aston Villa? Well, <laughs> it's north of Watford, isn't it's, it? That's, yeah. that's, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. more northern. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Tarkovsky's got um, go to Newcastle 
stamped all over him to, for, for, for silly money to me. Um, yeah. They have got to strengthen their defence. They're, they're going down if they don't. It doesn't matter how many good attacking players they've got and, and however how gets them pl- you know, clicking going forwards. In trouble. They've got they've got a championship level defence and um, uh, they're in real trouble. So um, that's a big know, factor, that Jim, isn't it? Because anyone yeah. who's trying to bring people in in January, if you are the kind of player who's currently not, you know, you're either not in your, you're not a first team regular, or maybe your career's a little bit on the wane, and Newcastle come and wave an awful lot of pound notes in your face. Mm. You know, yeah. it's, and that that is that will distort the market, I would imagine. Uh, I, I think it will because I, I suspect they'll be after Lingard as well. Um, yeah. And there'd be a logic to that, wouldn't there? Particularly if, you know, with with a new manager coming, if they're talking about Pochettino coming at Man United, it maybe Lingard does want to sort of, like, I'll go and play somewhere else for a few months, but take my chances with a new manager. But it does, Jesse see seems, to, Jesse seems see to be that? nailed, everyone seems to think it's yeah. nailed on. I thought it was, yeah. Is that not, what, no, what no, are no, you it, hearing, Ollie? It pretty much is. His agent, uh, his brother, is... All, all his social media posts, likes, shares point towards the fact that he wants Lingard to come back to us and quickly because of Ben Rama will be at the Cup of Nations. So in his brother's eyes, he will get lots of game time. He will start regularly and earn his place back in the team while Ben Rama's away. I mean, I, I've got to be honest, I would bloody love Jesse Lingard to come back. Well, I'm slightly surprised by, by some of the stuff on social media about... You know, people a bit reluctant. Where, where do you two stand on that? I mean, I can't, I can't believe. How would he not make our side team better? Uh, well, I think he would. I mean, I don't think. You, 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 no, I think it's absurd the idea that you, you, you wouldn't want him. Um, uh, and I think it's, it's, it's crucial competition for places in those in those attacking areas, which are so important to our game, as we mentioned. And and he is, he's fantastic in in a counter attacking team but he's also good on the ball he, he's good in tight areas so he's he's ideal in, in, in against teams that are going to sort of sit back and defend against you as well I think it's just a very good he's solid yeah. all-round footballer who he's, will make us a stronger squad no, no doubt well. although having said that Ben Rama has come on this season yeah no I agree but and also off the pitch though Lingard kind of seems to get it yes yeah. and, oh, and he's oh, clearly oh, and he's yeah. clearly loved there in the dressing room, isn't he? He adds something. Yeah. You know, yeah. We didn't. We didn't. We weren't in the doldrums. We didn't need a massive lift in January, but we got one when 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 yeah. we got him. And mm. I do find it odd when you see these people going, "Well, it will never make the impact to the, as he did." Well, well, maybe not, but he'll still make a blooming impact. And, and, and he, he's a fantastic finisher. I mean, he's a fantastic oh, finisher. finisher. Yeah. yeah, and he's what we need. And I, I couldn't. Uh, the, even the Newcastle, I couldn't see why he would make the decision to go to yeah. Newcastle rather than West Ham. If you think when he came to us, wasn't anywhere near the England side, then played, got into our side, played really well, got into the England side, looked like he'd get another chance at Man United. Why they then took him back and didn't at that point, it was madness for them. Biz- well, maybe they don't need the money, but business-wise to sell them then... They would have got a premium for him, mm. and now what? Are the, what's the sort of price, Ollie? Is it fifteen? Yeah, well, it, it's looking like ten million at the moment because Man United want to get any kind of money they can before his contract expires because he's turned down the new contract. And what would they have got at the end of last season? 
20 upwards of 30 yeah they were looking they were looking a big money weren't they for you know but you can see why they might want to cash in well well Solskjaer sold him a putt didn't he with all this talk about I'm going to give him first team football he's a really important part of the plan so then they hardly get to kick you know so um I feel I feel you know I feel he was he was sort of sold down the river a bit in that in that respect and and also the kind of Ronaldo thing that that Ronaldo signing kind of kind of you know uh, chucked everything in the air, didn't it? Because because obviously he became available and and it, it, it was as much a commercial decision as a footballing one. Mm. And Sancho must be feeling what why why the bloody hell have I you know he's hardly getting a kick as well, isn't Scored he? So, tonight, apparently brilliant goal. Oh good. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, I think he's a fantastic player, Sancho. I agree. I was I was you know I thought oh no that's a really really good sign that's that will make them better. Um, but you know, I think Ronaldo's kind of skewed the whole the whole picture for them. Um, uh, I just think it's I just a question of where Lengard thinks his career is going now. Is, uh, I, it looks like the England ship has proper sailed for him. I don't think he's gonna he's gonna get back in uh, if if he really did have those ambitions and thought he might get a chance, it would make more sense for him to come to West Ham. Yeah. Um, and if he still kind of fancies, you know, being in, you know, actually we we are contending to possibly win something this season. Um, on the other hand, if it's money and, and insurance for your family and your future, I think they're going to pay him. They'd be prepared to pay him a lot of money in Newcastle. How much money does he I need? I, I I still think that's cheap. Hasn't sell for England. I still think no, I still think you. Mm. I still think he's knocking on that door. Because he was that he was when he moved back to Man U and wasn't getting in the um, wasn't getting yeah. Man U. Side. He was still being yeah. He, he was, was still, still being in the squad, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, Smith Rowe is is coming, isn't he? Uh, another one, another. You know, so there's so many now people in young players ahead of him. Well, that's that what have come doing. through that system as well. You know, so there's a mm. consistency about bringing players through the different age groups. Um, at, at England uh, level now, that, that you've got to admire to an extent, I think. Mm. But it means someone like Bowen and Antonio exactly have come yeah. through a slightly left field route to where they are, through mm. either through non-league or coming mm. up through lower leagues. They are they look like the kind of players going to miss out. Don't they? I don't think Bowen's yeah. going to have an England career, mm. and at the moment, on merit, he's probably worth a place in that squad. Totally right. Oh. Totally, totally, totally right. Um, I think that's a real shame because it isn't the fact, and you're exactly right, Jim, it isn't the fact that he's playing for West Ham that he's not getting it. It is because he hasn't played. He hasn't no, come yeah. through the ranks. Yeah. I do sometimes, you create a different type of player. You, a different type of player that hasn't come through those ranks is created. Antonio is unorthodox because he hasn't come through uh, that uh, those ranks, and, and, and also and also and also wasn't always a striker. Wasn't that's the other thing as well, isn't it? It's yeah. not like he's been a striker and come yeah. through. He hasn't, you know. And I think through. there's a benefit from not coming through. You've got an added bit of sort of street wiseness. Is that what just look at Jamie Vardy? Yeah, street wisdom. Yeah. Street wisdom. Street wisdom yeah. about you. Street wisdom. Uh, <laughs> That I think a player like Bowen brings that yeah. sort of um, that thinking off the top of your head, rather than just actually these are drills, these are constant drills. It's that street football mm. um, that I think some sort of players that do come through the ranks really early on, from the age of nine, 
that might not have. I'm not saying they do. Have. When, when you look at Vardy and Ian Wright, you know, both came through kind of via non-league. They definitely, but you could definitely say they're both streetwise. Oh, yes. Um, good. Um, obviously, Jim mentioned earlier we'd badly need cover for Mikhail. What? Who? Who's mostly being talked about as potential strikers? The the big one is Flozek, who plays for Sparta Prague, and then with this Kratinsky investment, it looks very very plausible. He's six foot one, very strong, and plays best at striker. So is fantastic competition and squad depth, and similar to Antonio, and being a Sparta Prague player, whether we're going to get sort of like. A, a link with them like Leipzig and Salzburg have, we could probably get him discounted. The asking price they have is sort of 20, 25 million. But with Kratinsky's investment, that looks very possible. Yeah. Is he, is he that sort? I'm surprised that he's that because he didn't look that sort. He came on as sub pretty much every game for the Czech Republic in the, the Euros, Euros, didn't he? And, and looked toilet to me. I, I, I couldn't see <laughs> well, what, what was, was the um, fuss. He was he being played. A, he, got a, he could hardly touch the ball. I mean, he looked absolutely rank, I have to say. So I wasn't impressed. And he didn't look that tall, but obviously, you know, I, I might be wrong. Maybe he's grown a bit since then. I don't know. You, were thinking, you were thinking he's good, but he's no Jonathan Caleri, is he? Um, <laughs> I just, I, I, I read stuff on forums about him, you know, and how hot he was. And he, he came on, I was expecting big things, and he, he ran around like a like you know, I don't know like a well Jim, like Jim's a, not not happy with that one. Who, who, who else enthusiasm it wasn't very good who, who, well I think because in the Euros he was coming on a sort of left midfield and the criticism was, yeah. of him is is that when he's playing on the wing he's sucked into midfield which is not his position right. so he's wasted right. there but when he's right. play uh, last season he was out for five months but. He's managed 15 goals and six assists, and that is him playing up front rather than on the wing. Mm. Okay. Who else, who well, else up front? I, 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 you know, if Moyes likes him. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. But. Well, yeah, that is it. It's in Moyes we trust. Yeah. If he brings in a player, um, I'm trusting him. And who are the others? The up front, the other striker is Bellotti, who obviously has just yeah. won the Euros and. He got 13 goals and six assists last season. He plays for Torino. He's got Europa League experience and he's got international football experience. So it looks to be a very moist signing. He's, he's not six foot one, is he? He's, he, no. he's a bit small. He's built like a brick shit house. As, yeah. said. Um, as opposed to a toilet. Yeah. But I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, sorry, sir. <laughs> An outdoor I thought, shit I thought, out. I thought in the Euros he stank the place out as well, to be honest. <laughs> I was um, so, yeah. I mean, I, you know, my, uh, my, my daughter's partner uh, who, who came to the Wolves game with me is, is, is a big West Ham convert. He's an Inter fan. He's from Italy. Uh, he seems to think Belotti's pretty good. So, uh, you know, and he's got a good track record. He's experienced, isn't he? He's not a young yes. fella. I think he's, he's 28. Still, yeah. And, Maybe and that's what we need, actually. Maybe rather than try and develop a player, we need someone who's going to come in, hit the floor already, running. already, you know, international, a bit of swagger about like him. Zuma. It's sort of an sort of figure, you know. Yeah. Mm. Um, maybe mm. that I, I think he fits the profile a little bit for what we need a little bit better, personally. Mm. And for 12 million as well. And, yeah, that, yeah, well, that's about, yeah, yeah. And who, who's the other one? Who's the other one who's been mostly mentioned? Uh, there's ex WHU employee on Twitter. He's linked us with Bubakar Kamara from Marseille, who's young and can play at centre-back and defensive midfield. And his contract's up in the summer. 
So Marseille are trying to offload him for sort of 10, 15 million pounds. Mm. Um, I thought you were going to say Oli there, uh, centre back, centre midfield, and up front. <laughs> and in goal. Oh, right. and in goal. He sounds. He sounds absolutely <laughs> ideal. <laughs> I don't know whether uh, Jim's going to compare him unfavourably with, uh, you know... <laughs> well, you've lost with analogy. With some how many toilet analogies have you got there? I don't know anything about him, so... Uh, so um, uh, yeah, uh, so, uh, again, you know, um, we haven't seen enough of Kral yet to really make our minds no, up about that's him, true. have we? Yeah, that's um, true. I, I thought he had a good game in that Carabao Cup at Man United. Mm. Um uh, and then he's had that little sort of COVID setback. Um, but he, he, he clearly we need bodies in in, in, in those positions. Um, if we start to pile them up, one would get more and more worried about Rice moving on, wouldn't we, um, uh, in a way. But, um, uh, you know, central midfield's a strength for us at the moment. Mm. It didn't actually look like it on <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday, but it is a strength for us at the moment. And, and you know, we need to make sure we've got we've got the players who can come in and um, you know keep that momentum going. That we don't kind of drop off it as soon as one of Suchek or Rice is not there. We've got to have some some sense in which people can just click in. Yeah. Um, no talk-, talk of a left back because I still feel yeah absolutely. we're an injury from Cresswell away to being in mm. real trouble over there. I know Johnson can play there, but um, there was that ridiculous Fico rumor towards the end of the summer who would right. theoretically have been a brilliant signing, but it ended up being all a bit of a a, a rumour, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, no. we've, um, we have got a lot of games coming up, so we did, whatever happens, it does look like we are going to have to strengthen yeah. the injury. And, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and, and as we keep yeah. saying, in Moyes, we yeah. trust. You know, one, I mean, thing I, one thing I was going to mention, because we got onto the subject of England, you know, bringing players, you know, rewarding players coming through the ranks who, of course, you know, I mean, Noble, as it turns out, lost out and actually played for England at every age yeah. group and then didn't get the full cap. He was ca- captain of the, uh, the 21s, wasn't he? Absolutely. Yeah. Southgate has changed that culture and, and, and the, you know, clearly that that is, we're beginning nationally to reap the rewards of that. Um, but actually, I don't know if we're keeping an eye on it, but the, the 18s and the 23s at West Ham are doing fantastic yeah. Yeah. stuff at the moment. Top of the league. Um, Top of the league, the under twenty threes, and uh, Mark Robson has come in as as manager of those, and, and you've got Kevin King. So you've got the two wingers from that um, that really? promotion uh, promotion yep. to the Premiership season um, uh, running the show, uh, and we've got these two England boys. Is this Sonny Perkins? He looks good to me. The clips I've seen, he, he does look powerful, quick. Good finisher, score for England, you know, scoring for fun under 23s and, and young. Um, so he's playing sort of above age, isn't he, in the under 23s? Um, and the other, the other, the other guy who's called Divin, and I've forgotten his, I've forgotten his surname now, but it, it looks like Divin, which is not a very <laughs> promising name for a. Uh, it is if you're a Liverpool player. <laughs> Liverpool probably, yeah, Man City, Liverpool sign him up for me. Um, <laughs> they both scored for England, didn't they? And, and, uh, yeah, it's looking really, really good. And, I, you know, we, we, we've got that thing where when you've got players in the first 11 getting their opportunities, it means you're going to attract players to the club because mm-hmm. they come and they think, right, if I go through the West Ham system, I've got a chance of mm-hmm. breaking into the first 11. I'm going to get a good academy schooling, you know. Um, and, and, you know, it's looking really, really good. And some, hopefully some of those will start to come, 
will start to come through and solve some of these problems. Um, it's so nice to see, isn't it? Because we brilliant. haven't, apart from Ryan, um, we haven't seen players sort of come through like we're seeing now. And it seems like there's a real culture. Ben, J- ben Johnson, I suppose. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Know, yeah. but playing this yeah, is the yeah. same way now in throughout the club. There's the same philosophy about yeah. the approach to football that uh, mm. experienced manager like Moyes yeah. put in with his team. And it, it, it's a joy. It's an absolute joy. All right, well, obviously Phil's not here, but let's keep up the traditions. We're going to do the predictions. Let's do the Europa League one first. Um, transfer expert, Oli Sandel, where are you going? Are we uh, Vienna or West Ham? I think we'll beat Vienna 1-0. Okay. Yeah. Jim? I'm going 2-0. Oh, I was going to have that. Well, you can't, Mark. You know the rules. I'll go 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to go a draw, unfortunately. I'm sorry, I'm going to go uh, one all, I think. Uh, Man City, right. Jim, uh, sorry, Mark, you go first. Oh, I'll take one all. Oh, will you? I think we'd all take one all. Well, I would all take one all. Take one all. <laughs> uh, Jim? Uh, I can't see us getting anything out no. of this. Um, but I think I think we'll be compared. We're not losing games by big margins. Uh, I'm going to go 2 1. Mm. City. I think I think one nil City. Go on. Um, um, well, I'm sorry, it's my go. It's my go. Ollie, where are you going? I'll have to go. I'll have to go two nil Man City. There. Yes. Okay. Well, let's oh, have, we, well, we've only failed to score in the Premier League twice this season. Was Southampton and Wolves. We didn't manage a shot on target against Wolves though, and I don't. I can't recall too many against Southampton. Oh so. uh, no, we had three. Three. I think we did have shots on target. Oh, did uh, we? Add oh, that right, up. Okay. Yeah, add that up. Uh, hold on. I think it was three. Oh right, okay. Uh, well, as I said, I wasn't there. Yeah, right, three on three on target. But actually, I think it probably is the first time uh, this season that we have not had more shots or shots on target than the other yeah. team. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Liverpool, we didn't. We have we have fewer shots, but I think we have more on target than Liverpool. Um, so uh, that's unusual. That's that's quite a telling stat because I. I you know, over that whole last season when we were winning games with 35% possession, but we were consistently having less possession but more shots on goal or more shots on target. Um, and that's been a kind of pattern. So that really tells you that there's a bit of a malaise on, on Saturday. That is really unusual. Mm. Um, well, that's, well, that's, well that's, I think by the time uh, we all next get together, we'll have a good idea of whether that was a little blip or, uh, yeah, you know, whether yeah. there's something a little deeper. And with all these games coming up, as you say, Jim, it's great that we've got that opportunity to keep bouncing back. But then they're not, you know, there's some there's some tough old games coming up there. But if we want to play at that level, we have. I think it's. I'm going to put stick my neck out and say I think we're going to stay up. So you know, and I think that's important <laughs> at this stage of the season. Um, yeah, you know, points. call me daft, call, you know, but I think <laughs> I'm going there, you know. So, uh, anyway, thanks for listening to Stop Hammer Time. It's uh, good night from Jim. Cheerio. Good night from transfer expert Ollie Sandell. Thank you for having me. And good night from Mark Gower. Good night. And good night from me. Come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, Check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.